There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell, they're sticky, they say things that are horrible. Please tell me you're on American. Yep. I'm like, all right. We're having trouble here, though. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, so they're going to, you know, they're back at it today. But it's just, you know, the rumors on the internet are... They, they, they make sense. This guy says, I was stuck in Vegas Sunday, too. Couldn't get a flight out until Wednesday. I live in San Antonio. I had to rent a car and drove home. $2,300, 20-hour drive. Oh, man. I got home. Those effers owe me. I'm, I, and that's the – if you had to get – there was people with kids. They got to get home to their kids. Yeah. They do, I, I don't know how you just say, sorry, folks. We're just not having that flight. It's weird. I saw one that said Bozeman, Montana. Canceled. And I'm like, Those maybe people flight. aren't going to make it I know, back, I was going to huh? say, I didn't even know that A, they had flights to Bozeman, and B, Toledo's dad was stuck in Vegas there. I could feel it. I could just feel it in my bones that that was happening right there. But, yeah, it was so weird. But I will say this. Uh, I've been to a lot. I've been lucky enough to uh, go to a lot of great sporting events. We'll get into the Gruden stuff later. Yeah. Because that was huge in Vegas this weekend, and the big stuff hadn't even happened yet. Uh, the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder event Saturday night is the greatest single sports experience I've ever attended. Now, I've been to what? World Series, I've been to Super Bowls, I've been to what people say is the best thing in the world, which is the national, uh, the college uh, football title game, which is full of energy. I will say that's a, that's got a buzz. I've been to Ohio State, Michigan, in Ohio State. Uh, I've been to a lot. Yeah, I've, I'm a sports junkie, and I've taken a lot of money I shouldn't have spent and done this kind of stuff. There is no question. I've been to UFC title fights. I'm trying to think of all the things that, like, ah, that would be up there, and somebody else could say, "Oh, it's that was the greatest event I've ever witnessed, ever." And I've been to a lot of boxing matches. I mean, the Floyd Mayweather fights were always fun. It's this is a ten out of ten. The closest closest thing I've been to is uh, the Steelers beating the Cardinals. Sorry, Cardinal fans, you're five. I know you can live with it in uh, Tampa and Super Bowl forty three, uh, and that was like an eight out of ten because the experience kind of stunk outside of the super outside of the uh, right. actual game. Super Bowls are actually really boring to be at. Even really? when, yeah, even when your team's in it. The commercial breaks are 12 minutes long. Uh, they're constantly st- like stopped. The game is constantly stopped. It's, it's four hours in the stadium. It's, and the World Series is no different. Baseball's got a tough uh, deal on their hands because TV plus baseball in the primetime doesn't add up. You know, you're yeah. watching Sox games right oh, now. Yeah. A game last night with the Dodgers and 
Giants I had to stop watching because I knew it was I had an hour and a half left and it was almost ten. Yeah, that Sox game the other yeah. day was almost four hours. And yeah, it was a great game. But man. East, East Coast is not watching Dodgers Giants because no. it's ending at one in the morning. It was a one nothing game. That thing should have zipped by. The Fury Wilder thing was amazing, absolutely amazing. Here's the fun of it, and here's what I think of all this. And this will tie into all the other stuff. You guys listening right now don't care. Brett, you don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, Toledo doesn't care. The only thing that cares is your Twitter brains, your your uh, your your stupid Facebook brains. That's the thing that that sparks fires you up, gaslights as they say. Because in an arena with twenty some thousand people watching Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, the screen is humongous over the ring. It's and it's crystal clear. They get a tight shot on Tyson Fury's face during the uh, the kind of the the face off. I yeah. guess. And he clearly says, bitch. <laughs> oh. Then he says, and I'm pretty sure that was pulling back and he says it, pussy. And he's doing that. The crowd erupted. It was a moment of like, yeah, we all saw it. We all read his lips. We all did everything else. Fast forward 24 hours later, there's a guy who'll never work again because of misogynistic language. Yeah. Because he said, you know, and, and look, the John Gruden thing, which I want to talk about in a little later. It's crazy. But that fight was pure masculine toxicity that everybody hates and does whatever. The, the, the uh, day before when they had their, their press conference and all he said was, you're half a man, you're a bitch, you're a pussy. And they did it back and forth and we all loved it. We loved it. It was crazy. The NFL – uh, you know, they've got their thing going for the Super Bowl with dudes who said the homo F word and bitches and hoes and tricks and hoes and all that other stuff. Uh, that's aside. Nobody cares about what's going on until for some reason Twitter cares. And then you have to. Then you have to say the right things. I had a friend who sent me something and on his Twitter, he's like, the right things need to be done. People need to talk when bad language is used like this. Meanwhile, he's sending me pictures of John Gruden holding a banana and giving it to Mike Tirico. Uh, but his Twitter profile, and I even called him out. I'm like, Steve, what are we doing here? Because you're, tw- oh, dude, I can't risk that. And I'm like, you're two people. Oh, jeez. Well, it works. He's my Twitter. And I'm like, get off of it then. Because you're sending me like uh, the, the new phrase of the, that pays is racist tropes. That's the new thing. That's the new one? Yeah. Well, they were making a smoothie on Monday Night Football once with uh, Gruden and Tirico. And Gruden had Spider 2 Y Banana was his favorite play. So they got him the banana, and he looks at it. He's doing his Gruden face, and he's holding the banana up next to Tarico. It's all over the internet. But on your, on your Twitter page, every, every you know, self-righteous knob is sitting there saying, I would never tolerate this, this kind of language. Why didn't anyone say something? You've got to fire people that do this. Like, are you- and Tarico was all over Thursday Night Football saying, I had a great time. I was with him for Nobody years. Nobody at ESPN ever said exactly. that that was a racist human being. Ever. And Randy Moss and Ryan Clark are crying on TV that we've taken so many steps backwards. I mean, these steps backwards are 11 years old. In the last 11 years, it, it seemed like everything's been going pretty good. Now you have to take steps back. Anyway. It's that long ago? Yeah. That all this- well, the first one was 10. It's, it it okay. spans over about seven years. Wow. But uh, Get over it. Yeah, but the, I'm, I'm telling you that uh, all that stuff when people are like, oh, the language that... He used the, uh, you know, and I've been reading a lot of uh, Jason Whitlock. Uh, he used to write for Kansas City uh, 
paper. I forget what they called it. But then he got on Fox and he gets in trouble. And everything he said so far is based on the idea of like, you guys are this weak. Like these words, this hurts you. And he goes, I got big ass lips. He goes, Demora Smith has big lips. He goes, a white man's opinion of your lips is akin to keeping you from moving forward. And he's like, I, I'm stronger than that. And he goes, and I've never had a woman complain about my lips. And he goes, and by the way, looking around, I think it's a desirable thing because every white woman in this city now has, <laughs> has injected stuff into their lips to look like that anyway. So I don't know what we're complaining about here. He does have big lips. It's still stupid. Gruden was dumb. He was, but I mean, it's he's, it's obviously not. He's not a racist. I mean, well, you know, and I, I, I think you can only say that because we think he's probably not because of the job he does. Well, he's worked around African American guys yeah. for his whole life. Yeah, I and mean, nobody's ever said this right. guy's racist or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I look at that whole situation. The first one, maybe you skate under the radar and say, well, what he said was. I mean, even when you have Mike Tirico and, and uh, Tony Dungy on Sunday night say he's not a racist. And to be honest with you, we've got to not make everything racial. I thought Dungy was right. We have to make everything not racial, Bob. Uh, it's not always race. Maybe he was just mad at Demora Smith. My my beef with it is there's degrees of murder based on your current state of, of mind. If I murdered Toledo right now, it would be out of anger and rage and everything else, and it wasn't preplanned or anything else. People in courtrooms would say, all right, well, there's a he lost his mind. Yeah. He was furious with the guy, and it was a crime temporary of passion, break. and he temporarily lost it, and there's temporary insanity. There. I don't know what Gruden and Demora Smith were going through that made him say that. Dumb? Yes. No one's asked that question. Punishable? No question. Right. But what was it? And, uh, you know, maybe he hates Demora Smith, and it has nothing to do with the color of his skin. Maybe he just – because I say terrible things about people I hate based on their stupid faces. <laughs> so, and I – again, I don't care what color you are. More than likely, I'm going to be disappointed in you. So that's my beef with humanity. I don't base it on color. I base it on the fact that if the human species pretty much going to let you down every turn. I don't care if you're white or black. You're probably not going to please me. I have high standards, and I shouldn't. And that's it. But, yeah, so uh, we'll get into the Gruden thing in a second, a little bit more. But uh, the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder thing was unbelievable. And if you ever, I'm telling you, if you ever get a chance to see a heavyweight championship fight, I've been to three now. Uh, the first one wasn't as good because it was just Deontay Wilder waxing. Uh, who was that, Ortiz? He knocked him stupid. Uh, but the punching sounds are not mic'd up, and you can hear them throughout there. These gigantic men doing things to each other. And why, Did you watch it at all? No. But- oh, do yourself a favor and just, if, even if they still charge you, to rent the replay, watch it. Really? It was a sporting event that makes makes you realize why you love sports. It, it, Deontay Wilder is the heart of a god. Tyson Fury is maybe, you know, he's it's start, time to start mentioning that he's one of the best boxers ever. He's nowhere near the greatest, but he's one of the top five skilled boxers for a heavyweight. You've never seen heavyweight fighting like this. This was like little guys fighting. They fought the whole time. Well, was that's just it. Wasn't for years. wasn't Wasn't that the whole stigma with the heavyweights? Yeah. It's like, all right, these guys are just going to dance around for a while yeah. and, and just try for that to one punch, big punch. Yeah. 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 Twitchko. Yep. Uh, well, I, I've I've said it here. I've said it a million times. Tyson ruined heavyweight fighting because he was a one punch knockout artist. So the only way people thought they could get to him was to have a guy stronger and bigger hit him back once because he's coming at you in the first thirty seconds. Yeah, you're not boxing out of that. So you either weather his storm, which nobody did. 
or you're just so big that you land one and hope that you take him out in one punch. What it turned out to be was Mike Tyson couldn't fight a boxer. You get a good chin and a guy that knew how to maneuver around one-punch wonders. Uh, Evander Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, all these guys that beat him were better boxers. I, I, I witnessed something I feel like was history. I, I mean, people were comparing Fraser Ali to this thing. I mean, it's it's that kind of stuff. And when it's you know when it's just three days removed, the all come ons follow up. I'm telling you, the greatest single sports experience I've ever been to. It, it is not close. I was it watching is. all the like because there's no highlights, obviously. No, for, like, and first I hate four that. Days, but if you go on Instagram or if you go on Twitter, everybody's posting from Un- the unreal. arena. It was like unreal. it seemed electric. It was the buzz was unreal. And it seemed like he was just getting pummeled the yeah, last two the rounds. The guy next to me turns to me and he goes, "It's there's cocaine in the air in here. And I'm like, that's the <laughs> best way to put this. I am I am jittery. And, the, and it had, it, you just felt something different was From about jump? The, the intros. From everything. You just knew, I don't care what's going to happen. Something great's about to happen. And, you know, you, and, and the bar got so high. Because as you're they, – these videos they put before – uh, Tyson Fury's video was just el- just electrifying. You know, the Gypsy King, very WWE, but the production value is incredible. Deontay Wilder had one. You didn't care who won. I had fifth. I'm going to tell you, I have fifteen hundred dollars on Deontay Wilder because the pay was so big. I mean, he became like a plus four hundred on the bet. Thanks, FanDuel, for making me <laughs> for making me be able to say that and not have to explain it to everybody. Now everybody knows. But he's like plus four hundred, and it's just a straight win. So I'm like, he's got knockout power that's unreal. So I just picked the two rounds that were the highest, 30, 33 to 1 and 28 to 1 for him to knock out in the sixth and seventh round. And it started looking like maybe this, this is going to be a thing. He knocked him down twice. Knocked, knocked him down twice in the fourth, and the fifth was a, kind of an even round. And then the sixth round, I'm like, Deontay's in it. Like he, and, so, and even after that, even after losing 1,500, I was cheering at the end. I didn't care. I did not care. I would have spent thousands more to just be there. No kidding. Man. It was I, 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 I can't hype that enough. That was stupid good. <laughs> Boxing does so, uh, itself such a disservice by not doing highlights, by making it so the pay-per-view is yeah. the only way to see it. Once it's over, show the highlights. But those still, I don't get those it. Those still pictures don't, don't tell the story. They don't do anything. Yeah. And the whole fight has to be – I'm serious. Homework for the show. Go home today. Find that damn thing or, and watch it. It was – it's the best sporting event I've ever been to. You don't even have to like boxing, I don't think. I really don't think so. I've watched the Cubs win a World Series, and this was better. I'm not oh, kidding. Those are big words, yeah, especially big word. from you. For me, as a Cub fan, yeah. I've watched Steelers win a couple Super Bowls. It's, it doesn't compare. I mean, it did not compare. It was. It was. It, I'm not kidding. If th- th- this is why people take drugs to get a, your body to feel like that, talking about it got me is getting me going. And then all that happened was afterwards. Did you? I was in the elevator with strength, me. I'm not Mr. Chatterbox, and these people get on, and it's like, did you go to the fight? Oh, did I go to the fight? And the elevator ride wasn't long enough because we couldn't talk about it enough. And I was on a 56th floor. Oh, we had a nice ride. These guys were in 59. Right, let's go back down. These efforts were in the Sky Villas. I, I made friends Hit with the, the good people. I, I had a nice room, but these were in the 4,000 square footers these folks were going to. I'm like, oh, going to the Sky Villas, huh? That's nice. Never seen one of those before. My name's John. Want to be friends? Want to be best friends? But, uh, yeah, it was uh, – uh, no kidding. It was the greatest single – Sporting event I've ever been to, and I, I'm, I've been buzzing since. And uh, you know, busted hip. Betty Sullivan stayed in the room. I tried to walk, and I was walking normal. I had adrenaline pumping. You're walking my, on sunshine. Well, I was walking on oh, sunshine. Geez. That's exactly right. right. Yeah, I thought Brady, Brady was yeah, gone. Brady's not here today, but <laughs> oh. oof, man, evidently somebody thinks there's an audition. <laughs>
The thing I like about it, it sounds like boxing hasn't become a bunch of woke pussies, too. Well, and that's that's the thing that I, I, I was with my casino hostess, and I turned to her, and I, I said, Erica, did you see that? And she goes, ah, she called him a pussy. <laughs> and I'm like, and Erica's funny. And I'm like, uh, uh, nobody cares about, because yeah. we were talking about Gruden, though. Everybody's talking about Gruden. Like, nobody cares. Nobody really cares about bad language until Twitter says, you better care, because this is what we monitor. Mm-hmm. And then my friend Steve sending me that banana and Tarico thing saying hilarious stuff. Now, I thought the picture was a riot, and the internet's true darkness is its humor with, with really bad stuff. But you go on Twitter and you read your, you see your friend's Facebook comments and anything else, and you're like, wow, talk about a CYA thing. He went on there to talk about this. And my friend Steve talking, I'm done with him, by the way, uh-huh. tattling on people if they use poor language at work. That was essentially what he tweeted. He's like, if you hear somebody talking like this, there's no room for this in any workplace ever. Right. And if you hear it, you need to say something. And I'm and and then and then sends me. And I'm like, and so I told him, I said, should I tell on you for sending me this? Should I tell your bosses this is what I got through text because this is forever too, dumbass. And you know he's a normal dude, but this one got me. He lives in Chandler. I never see him. Friends anywhere. a rat. Yeah, yeah, but I mean he's a rat. Yeah. And if you're listening, Steve, you know we had this last night. <laughs> uh, you're allowed to have your opinion, but not both. You know, stand yeah, so you on something. Hedge, yeah. You can't hedge your bets. Well, you can hedge your bets, but at least admit you're hedging your bets. Mm. Don't start telling me, oh, no, no, no. See, uh, there's there's a place for it and, and with your trusted friends. And I'm like, geez, that's probably something John Gruden would say. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 100%. So yeah, he's getting you, crucified. You, you hate to see a dude get hung for what he thought was private. Anyway, again, it's been a long weekend of weird stuff. To top it all off, yesterday I missed the show. Uh, we, we knew that was going to happen because I knew I was coming back from Vegas, and I had doctor's appointments yesterday for the hip. 43 staples coming out of your hip, right? Man. You saw the picture. Evidently, I'm allergic to staples. Shut up, really? Yeah, I got a little weird. Uh, the one lady said that. I don't know if that's actual a real diagnosis, but the lady pulling up says you have a slight allergy to these. How do you tell that? Because it starts to turn so red where they're going in oh. a couple days before. Mine, mine, I noticed it was sensitively red we can put the picture up of my my gash (laughs) but uh they just basically take um they're like little pincher pliers like wire cutters okay yeah yeah. and they just get into the incision and pop them out from the center and she goes and she's going to the top and i said that's not so bad and she goes you have 43 of these uh there's two sections that are everybody always flinches i'm like okay 43 so we get to a certain spot and it felt like a little drill bit went <laughs> real quick into my leg. I'm like, okay, okay, I see what you're doing there. She goes, the next two. I'm like, okay. And man, oh man, did those things hang on. My skin was grabbing them. And then every little hole, because I'm watching for a minute, when you pull a staple out, little red Bellagio would shoot out each one. I'm like, that's kind of neat. And she'd dab it off and go, but it was it was about 20 minutes of pulling staples out of my leg because a couple of them were lodged in. It was pretty neat. But yeah, so they got to snip it in the center. And they then... don't snip it. No, they just get in this. They go down like where the incision is. They fold, they pinch it and fold it like uh, the end of a like you're making a pie crust. Okay. okay. <laughs> so they do that and then staple it up, and then they go down the center line of the incision with these things and go to the center and kind of just pry them out. Wow. And they come out for the most part, and you're like, oh, that's not bad. And she goes, don't worry, it's a couple. I'm like, I you think we'll be forty one right. more. To we go. got a whole bunch of these to go. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no big deal. And then. Sp- sp- and then down the line it goes, and man, when they're lodged in, you feel every second. It feels like your bones coming out. It's one of those videos that old Jer sends us yes. from Reddit. And yes, stuff. it Ugh. was dark Reddit, Ugh. but it was gross. But the picture actually, this is me healing well. It's gross. 
But uh, that was my Monday morning. So whatever you guys did yesterday was fun. I was here. And, of course, there I am as the jackass. Oh, yeah, you did your Goomba that, show. That's yesterday. right. It's Columbus Day. <laughs> celebrating. All in studio. All Italian. It was. Yeah. Every segment. <laughs> Columbus Day is now Indigenous Peoples Day. And also National Coming Out Day, which I find hysterical. And by the way, that true. When did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? Man, I, I asked John Gruden. He's That's like, hilarious. Know the word for that one, man. Um, you should get Brenneman on the phone asking him. About well, that. I want to start. I told. I immediately got on the horn with Caliendo. I'm like, Tom Brenneman hosts canceled with our first guest, John Gruden. We do a whole podcast pretending to be Brenneman and Gruden chatting. That doesn't Caliendo's not going to do that. And it's just just three dots and then nothing. Then three dots. Like the and Ted then he's thinking, three dots? Yeah, he's, yeah. Yes, he's thinking about it. Nope, thinking, nope, thinking about it. And he goes, uh, you can do that one. <laughs> like, Come on, that's hilarious. So, and I'm, I don't know if Kat's out of the bag on this, but Frank's doing something for a network right now. And they told him, whatever impressions you want to do, whatever you want to do, come on out. We're going to put this together. You can put – and so Frank goes, yeah, so that, that whatever whatever impressions I want to do, uh, they scrapped uh, Gruden. And somehow or another, Kramer got the boot because of his ties back. to. They right. don't want the Gruden thing to tie back in. And he goes, I don't know. Is that, is, he said, now are my impressions offensive because they're of that guy? And I'm like, I'm the guy who does O.J. Sim- I'm in a shirt with O.J. Simpson on it today. Right. <laughs> I got a shirt that says Lady Killer. I'm like, I don't know. Frank, I'm the guy who does O.J. Simpson, and people seem to enjoy that. When do we draw that line? And Chappelle's still going through his the, – the, the woke police are – the weather got nice, and they came out, like, angry at everything. So, yeah, so I don't know if impressions are, are going to be the thing, but I'm not afraid of that one. Gruden's going to be on this show all the time now, and he's got things to say. Now that the cat's out of the bag and he's free, Gruden's going to go bananas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the uh, the of course there I am in the doctor and the ladies, you know, plucking those staples out of my leg. And what do I say? Did you see the fight this weekend? Oh, there was a fight. I'm like, ah, I can't talk to you. <laughs> Doctors come in. How's your legs? Good. Did you guys see the fight this weekend? No. Are you okay? Yeah, just I got to talk about this thing with everybody. It was amazing. So good. And you know what's really great about it? Uh, I've been to uh, Mexicans versus uh, Floyd Mayweather fights. Mexicans versus well, that's what he always did. Cinco de Mayo, a number of them. He picked the dates that Mexicans would travel and beat up what he thought was a Mexican. Floyd didn't know the difference between Puerto Rican, Mexican, Central American. He just picked Latinx. Spoke Spanish. That's in. Okay, he's fighting him on on Cinco de Mayo or Independence Day for Mexico. Every every May and September, I had a trip to or to Mexico. Felt like it. I had a trip to Vegas plan, and the Mexicans show up in droves and support their guy. And that audience always felt like, oh boy, this is going to get ugly. Well, it's like watching soccer where it's, yes. you know, they start fighting in the it stands. Was, and- it was nationally tribal. Uh, the Wilder and uh, Fury fight, and I'd say the majority, the London, uh, they can't travel here. So they didn't have a big contingency from England like normal because they travel for, for a British fighter. Uh, but there was it was probably fifty fifty. So in, when, the, when Fury came out and the pop came for Fury, I turned to uh, the person I was with and I said, uh, this is a racially based uh, crowd because you should be cheering for the American. Mm-hmm. And, but you're not. And I'll tell you this. The reason you're not is because Tyson Fury is hilarious. Like he's just fun. He's dopey. He's fun. He's fat. I think America kind of relates more to him than they do that chiseled statue come to life in Deontay Wilder. Uh, my friend Winston looks enough like uh, kind of, a, I'll say it, Winston, if you're listening, kind of a fat, Deont- fat short Deontay Wilder, and I look like AIDS, uh, Tyson Fury. We wanted, <laughs> we wanted to do like sad posters for Halloween of the two of us, like we were going to fight uh, Fury Wilder 4. But uh, yeah, it was racially based, but the crowd 
was so entertained that you never felt like a threat. And I felt that before at the Mayweather fights. I felt like this thing's. I've run from a Mayweather fight ending the time that uh, right. Ortiz go. headbutted him, and uh, or yeah, it was just. It and got that weird. was where the cattle call. They only shuttled you one MGM way out of that. Gets you out one spot, and it started to talk. And Mexicans started to scream at black guys about Obama. And then, oh, and, and I'm standing there with Megan, and she's in high heels, and we've got to go. And then uh, proceeded to be emasculated down the strip of Las Vegas while my wife, with three inch heels, uh, ran faster than me, like by a lot. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, she's no Chinese person. She can run. She'd beat three quarters of China in a foot race. In heels, she was flying, and I'm like, I can't keep up with her. I'm just going to pretend like I'm jogging and watching her. You know, I got your back, baby. Don't worry about it. you. Just keep going. I'm like I can't catch her. She's too fast in heels. She was speeding. Of course, then again, I was in dress shoes, so there's my excuse. Also, very slow, <laughs> lumbering slow, white guy, slippery. But yeah, it was. Uh, if I could, if anybody wants to email me and talk about that, that's all I'm going to do. It's all I want to talk about. It's all I care about. The Gruden stuff will happen. The Cardinals being five and zero, fantastic. Good for you. Uh, good game. Sunday, not great, but you won an ugly game, which I didn't think that team was capable of. Uh, the game last night infuriated me beyond belief. I don't know if it's racist or not, but Lamar Jackson's the ugliest person on the planet. I can't stand him because he's a raven. But guess what? I said the same thing about Joe Flacco because he had dead eyes. I hate ravens. And I guess in this day and age when you don't like the guy, it's some sort of racist. Flacco had no emotion. It's a trope. It's called a trope. But if you'd have heard what I was saying on my TV last night, none of it racist. You'd have thought I was racist towards Lamar Jackson. I can't stand that guy's whole being. I hate his hair. I hate his face. I hate his uniform. If he got traded to the Steelers, he'd be the greatest thing that ever happened. So he can't call me racist. <laughs> I can't stand him. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, we'll get into all that later. But the Gruden thing's coming up in a second. I think, I, I think my announcement today uh, is going to protect all of us. Right. I'll, I'll do an announcement right. here in a few minutes. We'll get a wake-up song. We'll do the stuff. Come back. I have an announcement that I'm going to make today that I think gets us pretty much out of any trouble we'll ever be in. You're gay? Oh, my God. You called it. That's it. That's what I was going to do. I'm going to come out as a homosexual, oh, and I'm going to do it live man. on the internet. I'm going to blow Michael and Troy right there on the internet. Facebook Live. Then nobody can be mad at me ever. It's like he's because who are they going to say he's not really gay? And I'm like, look at the video. I'm going to take one for the team. I'm going to go down to Brandon Lee and I'm going to I'm going to lick the tip for a little bit. And I'm like, see, I got. So we're thing. moving the show to All Day Z next week. We or can. What? There's an opening. There is I mean, an opening. You know. That's, a, that's a great call. I uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go gay. Uh, Toledo jumped my uh, this is my, but I'll do an official <laughs> announcement in a little bit. Toledo kind of backdoored me there, which is okay. I like that now. <laughs> but I think if you just come out as gay. You can't get in trouble anymore. I don't think. I think, and plus, it frees me to say the homo f word, which I think is funny sometimes. You'd have the card. Yeah, yeah, you're dog the bounty hunter now. Yeah. You'd have the card. That's right. <laughs> For choking down on D's <laughs> all day. All right. I guess that's, that's what it takes. It seems a lot more fun. Uh, it seems like a more open lifestyle. So I think that's it. I think I'm just going to finally just be gay. I'm not attracted to men, but I'm afraid of women now to the point where if you can't even call your friend a pussy without being a misogynist, then I, we can't win this fight. Invent that sex doll and get me a place on 83 acres somewhere deep. And then there's the other thing, uh, Jim Cott. Did you see his thing? What did he do? Oh, no, what happened? The former pitcher? Yeah, he's 82 years old. First off, putting Man, an 82 year, 82 year old man in the booth to call a playoff game, you're asking for it. Yikes. I don't remember if it was uh, Mookie Betts or if it was uh, – who's the rookie for the Rays? Alcantara's uh, uh, – Rosarina. Rosarina. Yeah, Rosarina. I don't know who he was talking about. I just read it. I didn't see it. 
But he said, uh, uh, get me a field of 40 acres of those guys. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I knew Brett would laugh at it, but I'm like, I, Damn it, I, missed the I didn't see it, but I read it the next morning. And I'm like, well, he's all done. Who says that? Well, he's 82. Of course he thought that was a way of communicating like, my God, I need myself like 40 buck right now. I'm like, what are you doing? During a baseball game, he's like, wow, I guess what I said, I really stepped in. I'm like, 82. You know who's to blame for that? The guy who hired you. No more people in their 70s calling baseball. It's slow. There's four hours of, of screwing up possible. This is why baseball is so boring. The announcers, when they try to be funny, you know, you lost Jack Morris earlier this year when he did the Shohei Otani. Very, very carefully. He's out. <laughs> he's not even the Angels guy. He's the Tigers guy. So, anyway. What are you going to do? Let's get a wake-up song, and then we'll get into the uh, the tropes. My new favorite word. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.